This is an Eva Burrows College podcast. The content covered here is intended for students enrolled in Eva Burrows College courses and is part of a larger learning context. We hope you enjoy this podcast. So some of the other clients that I see are often very enthusiastic about um, earning a living through a business idea. So they'll actually, um, you know, test the product that they want to actually sell and buy and then want to have um, a business sort of place. And it's then that they actually don't quite foresee the difficulty they may have. So um, seeing businesses that have failed because they in fact have been locked into three or five year leases and then cannot actually make enough money from the business or there might be a problem with the business concept that they actually then find themselves in financial difficulty. Um, to try and resolve that particular difficulty is often much greater than credit cards or personal loans. So bankruptcy as the final and ultimate option is sometimes the only option for the family to actually consider and to prevent harm to not being able to actually um, hurt the family further. Once um, we were impacted with COVID-19, what was interesting is we actually saw less clients who had credit cards, um, personal loans, etc., because the banks were kind of responding or putting things on hold. So there seemed to be the support that didn't require the intervention of a financial counsellor. However, what we saw an absolute avalanche of was people who realised that they were had seriously overcommitted, either through business initiatives or property investments or you know family breakups. Suddenly it was just, I can't sustain this. Even if I withdraw the $20,000 that I was permitted from super, it's not going to fix this. So the cases we began to see were much more complex, um, much more in need of some serious considerations and case plans and uh, often looking at bankruptcy. So on average, I was seeing maybe one client uh, a month who may have considered bankruptcy. Um, when we got to these cases, it was almost once a week. So one of the um, cases that you know comes around every now and then is this idea that somebody's been a guarantor. Um, and the one case that comes to mind is where a, Grandparents had actually been guarantors for their grandchildren. Um, sometimes it's for a business, other times it's actually a property sort of venture. Um, the sad thing is, whether it's the business or the property venture, if it fails, um, in this particular case, the grandparents were left with this enormous debt, which they could not afford, they had health issues, and there was no family that could actually help repay the debt. Um, with the involvement of sessions with them and their children were able to actually make a request to the creditor and very thankfully for this particular elderly couple uh, the creditor was very compassionate and they were able to actually waive a $99,000 mortgage debt. Often we come across cases that are just unexplained um, and this particular one was a Centrelink debt of a significant amount. Um, it was 437000 So the um, debt resulted from a mismatch of data, which it triggered from um, 12 years of the client being a separated mum, uh, where she remained living in the home 
with her three children. The separated um, father of the children who had moved out, but he was the owner of the home. So it was a mortgaged property um, and he in fact continued to actually make the mortgage repayments. But some years later, he was unable to continue paying the rent of the accommodation that he was at and returned back home to actually support his separated wife, uh, mother of the children, because she had fallen ill. And Centrelink in their data matching, which they actually check with couples who are separated but living under the same roof, and they do those checks every three or so months, um, had then deemed that they were a couple, and therefore if they were a couple, they would have been a couple going right back to 12 years prior. That was a particularly difficult um, case to work through and to actually uh, help the client who had become very distressed by the time I actually got to meet her. Um, she had had no income, nothing from Centrelink, wasn't able to actually support her children nor herself and really was actually quite concerned about being asked to leave um, the room that she actually had within the home. We actually put together a whole lot of documentation, including statements of declaration from her, her husband, um, family, friends, and have actually um, done a, a letter just saying that there seems to be mismatching of data within her MyGov portfolio because it seems that they're actually saying she had um, child support debt and she had this. So it really, it's like a spaghetti bowl of complexity with this one. Um, but we put a letter that has gone to Centrelink and hopefully they will actually cascade uh, through that. Um, she had also been referred to the women's services in Bankstown. They too had actually made calls to Centrelink to try and actually support her. Um, my absolute favourite moment of this particular case is in one of the sessions with her and she kept saying she would just believe she would be okay if she got work and I said to her, have you actually thought instead of just doing the applying for work, just ask one of the agencies right here in our building and just see, they might be advertising. Anyway, she walked out of the office, said goodbye and probably 30 minutes later came back and said to me, I did ask and they've got a job. So that I'm going to be giving them my resume and hopefully on Tuesday I can come in for an interview. And I was just like, oh my goodness, who would believe that that would have been the journey? Um, but yeah, she's got some hours of work per week and certainly is feeling much more at ease than previously. Mm -hmm.